Welcome to the zoo, everyone. This is under further review. <laughs> I'm Kata. Uh, I'm here with Mike Rose and Mikey C. Wolf Wolf. What's up? And uh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> we're like, guys, we're all struggling today. <laughs> it's been a day where my, Mikey or Mike Rose and I are, are in my bedroom because we've been rem physically removed from our studio in favor of the wallpaper guy. And uh, Mikey C is working on a computer that could just bitch just out on us any, any moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're just doing the thing today, but we have a great show for you. We've got a good guest. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on our social media. Our handle is at UFR vodcast with a V. Please shoot us an email at hello UFR at gmail.com. I will check it this week. Still haven't done that. We should do Twitter spaces soon. Oh, yeah. We should really do one of those soon. That would be fun. Yeah, look out for that, I guess. Maybe we'll do that this week. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling a little feisty. Frisky. Ooh. Yeah. Let's 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 fucking go, guys. Let's go, girls. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. I know what He's you been mean. Practicing. Now. Yep. <laughs> Mikey, you doing okay this week otherwise? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Got a new computer, which is not hooked up yet, but we'll get it going in for the next one. Uh, have a little bit of a kink in my back. I need to go get a massage. A what? In your what? A massage. <laughs> but then we'll talk about that some other time too. <laughs> all in all, it's an okay week. <laughs> Rosie, you doing okay? I once again and famously am bopping. Mm -hmm. We love that. I was you. told at work the other day as feedback that every time uh, someone asks me how I'm doing, I say I'm bopping. And they're like, it's coming across very, um, like you don't mean it. And I said, well, I don't mean it. But what do you want me to say? God, <laughs> the truth. <laughs> and then I thought that was funny, but it was not. The room was silent after I said that. I, Happy I Labor it. Day week and this or whatever. We we support labor unions on this podcast. Woo. Right? I think All we right. do. Yeah. Let's get going to it because we <laughs> want to get into the most good looking QBs right now. Yeah. So we promised you guys that. But before we do that, let's just quickly do a game update. update um, game. Yeah. It's it's week one of NFL season, everybody. We are so excited. Mike Rose and I are so excited that we are literally throwing a party on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We're really, really excited. Mike, you see, mm -hmm. you need to come. We have um, two living rooms. Trying. And I guess what? The Giants upstairs and the Eagles downstairs. Is that how this is going to go? Yeah. And you know what? We'll put like um, like oh. red zone on this one. How many yeah, people are you people. expecting for this party? I don't know. How many people are you expecting? I, I have a lot of friends. So do you. Hmm. Do I? Damn don't it. you? I have a lot of I have a lot of liabilities, but I don't know <laughs> if I have a lot of friends. It sounds like this could be like a <laughs> like a hell of a shindig. It might be a, a moment. We might. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It could be fun. But but we're excited. We've got a lot of good matchups. And um mm -hmm. I do you do you want to kind of lead us off here? Oh, I mean, I could and I will. Uh, so I should clarify that we were recording this Wednesday, September 7th, but the time it's released, the first Thursday game will have already happened. Oh, yeah. And so I want to clarify that we are making decisions on this waiver wire based on 9-7 Wednesday, 1.36 p.m. And the order of the waiver wire goes Mikey C, Mike, and Kata. So Mikey C, among the NFL teams available in this draft if you guys still are not up to date we've done this enough times you can go catch up so mikey see anyone that you're feeling excited about post pre post preseason and post no. training camp i still don't want the steelers not yet still don't want the steelers 
It's the only team I've been eyeing, and then it's I still don't want him yet. I want to see how Mitch Trubisky does. And teaser, you may hear Mitch Trubisky mentioned again soon. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Mike? So the New Orleans Saints famously are on this board next to the Falcons, Bears, Commanders, Browns, Texans, Jaguars, and Steelers. Okay, so we and we'll get into them a little bit later in the show too. Um, I that was that actually stuck out to me too. What are you thinking? Um, here's the thing for people that don't remember, my roster looks like Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots, and Broncos. Under this these circumstances, the only team I would give up for the for the Saints would be the Patriots. But I'm just not that sold or excited about it. If I were caught, I would grab them because you took the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and I really do believe the Saints are a better pick for you. For me, like I want the Saints, but I don't want them any more than the people I currently Uh-oh. have. So I am going to let it go and pass it to Kata, but I'm curious if Kata is going to make the first waiver wire move of our own little draft season. So my problem here is that I, in case this wasn't abundantly clear to everyone, I am an incredibly impressionable person. <laughs> uh, it's to, to a, a fault. Um, mm. I, I, yeah, it's probably why I cry so much. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm think I'm thinking about doing exactly what you just said, but I think I want to wait until, uh, but if uh. I wait, then what if they're not available? Fuck me. I hate this. I hate it. Well, why are we doing this? Let's say that the waiver wire next week, the order will be Mike Kata and Mikey C. So you have to bet on the fact that I will not take the Saints come how games go week one. And then you're the one I don't trust. Uh. That is so valid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to keep my Lions, my Titans, Seahawks, Dolphins, Jets, Panthers, Cardinals, and Bills. And I will leave the Saints on the board with the Falcons, the Bears, the Commanders, the Browns, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Steelers. All righty. Quick and dirty, just how I like it. Saints (laughs) play the Falcons week one. They're probably going to be a winner. Fuck me. Why do you say that? Five and a half point favorites. Is it? No, I'm nope. I'm sticking to my guns. Listen, it's an entire season. It's not just week one, week two, week three, week four. It's the entire season. So, yes, I believe that the Saints could win. I mean, we talk uh, later in our next segment about the Steelers and possibly being an upset this week. And and we talk about I mean, we talk about the Saints in the long haul, too. So we'll get into that. But before we do that. We did promise you guys, and maybe we'll we'll see how this goes. Maybe we can make this a theme and we can we can do as we discuss position groups each week. But we did <laughs> promise you guys we we had a a very intense disagreement about um the very <laughs> the very um Physical appearance of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, this is a very socially unacceptable conversation. I I definitely feel but that's why some- you'll hear it here. And only here. Right. Mm-hmm. But but there's definitely I do feel icky, a little bit icky about putting these gentlemen on a pedestal. Oh. Um you do in, it to in, women all the time. Come bam. On. That's right. what, just what I was gonna say. All of a sudden we have to feel icky about it because we're gonna objectify men when men have been objectifying everybody else for literally fucking forever. I so know. let's fucking do it. I know. So I who goes first that. on our best looking QBs list? <laughs> uh I don't know. Stop twisting my arm, I'll do it. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> 
So I say we go five through one, right? Obviously. Yes. Five, five to one. We'll go backwards. And I do want to say before we started recording, Mike Rose said that he really had to whittle his list down, which I guess didn't really surprise me, <laughs> but it, it, yeah. I, I had 12 at first. <laughs> I had 12. So do we, do we want to go all five through one individually or do we yeah, want to go I think five? We all give our fives. Then we all give our fours. fours okay. I'll give our threes. Okay. So I'm going to start with my five. I do want to set the standard here that attractiveness. I didn't just go on looks. Okay. Cause I'm I different. Okay. I went on personality, philanthropy, vibe, talent, but above all else, how they look. Okay. And so number my five, fifth pick might already rock the boat a little bit, but it is Andy Dalton. Wow. Big red. The reason like it's a ginger. And- do you he looks toxic right <laughs> i'm dying right now like he looks toxic right like he looks like he's probably problematic yes or no like by look i'm not saying by personality but by look. i think you could go either way yeah that's my i type. mean I as love far it. as gingers are concerned i feel like he's a he is a more handsome and this, this is coming from a straight guy here saying that he's probably a more handsome ginger than i would probably guess most gingers to look oh i've had sex with some really hot gingers I just <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. really okay andy die did not see that one all right i'll go next then my fifth was also andy dalton yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so but but i want to preface this by saying um this was actually a lot harder of an exercise for me than I thought. And maybe it's because I'm too picky with my taste, but I really was thinking about quarterbacks in which like, if I was propositioned by them, like that, I would say yes to And I actually okay. only had four. And so Andy Dalton was kind of like my, he's like, like kind of the backup, like the standby, I guess if I had so you, to, you might have to be drunk. I'm, I, I would probably, I would probably have to be really drunk. For any okay. of these guys because they're all just so <sighs> anyways right. um go ahead well as you guys said i mean i try to take it more into like um more into uh consideration than just looks and so i took like you know personality swagger and this person if we were going based on looks wouldn't even come on even near my list but just on his swagger i'm putting at number five aaron Rodgers. Oh, just because of his little bit of cockiness, he's kind of got like a dry humor to him. I, I think, uh, I, I think, you know, he might be the asshole in the bar, but he might go home with him. So I'm going Aaron Rodgers at five. Are we going to learn about Mikey C? The fact that Mikey C <laughs> picks people that look adjacent to him because I'm very Whoa. much so like that. I think too. I look like Whoa, Aaron Rodgers. You, That's do, offensive. Do you do I think you look like Aaron Rodgers? I think you're within a similar category. Yeah. What? Of course. Oh, that just hurt. Oh, my jaw. He's like your top five floor. hottest quarterback, and now this is an, an insult. Because <laughs> I'm really not doing it based on his looks. <laughs> okay. I, I disagree. I, I just think said, he is attractive. He was on I my was list of thirteen. On... I I think he's attractive, more attractive based on his looks than on his personality. Bam. For sure. True. Yeah. Well, maybe see, I li- I like a little bit of an asshole. Tell me about All right. it. Come on, <laughs> let's move on. Number four, Mike. Alrighty. So number four was almost number three, but when we get to number three, you'll understand why I did what I did. My number four has fantastic, fantastic personality, very chill, cool, calm demeanor, something I think I really need. Um, 
undoubtedly gorgeous and is Jalen Hurts, who was not on my top five in the previous years. Mm. And he was always very, very attractive and under my honorable mentions. But after being what I think is a great vibe, he did shoot to number four for me. So Jalen Hurts was an easy top five for me, just depending on where he went, was um, was okay. up for debate. Fair. Mine's Mitchell Trubisky. Is it the height? It's the height. It's it's the 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 Christianity. Like I kind of just want to like shake it out of him. <laughs> um, oh jeez. It's it's uh it's the it it's the kind of fall from grace. Like maybe he needs like a little boost. It's 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 a lot of things for me, but it's for years and years. Mitchell Trubisky has has fluctuated within my top five and um, probably since he was he was drafted. And yeah, I think that's all I need to say about that. It's Y'all funny. Use your imagination. Well, before we keep going, I do want to say there's something really important about um, being attracted to people when they're down. It's how I feel about Cody Parkey. It's why I have such a thing for Cody Parkey, because yeah. ever since Double Doink, ooh, mm-hmm. I love oh, I love a man when he's down. It just because then I feel like I actually have a shot. <laughs> that's well, that's another part of it. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, he's going to be down a lot because the Steelers are gonna, not going to be very good this year. So and uh, ironically, my number four is Mitch Trubisky, believe it or not, for none of the reasons that Kata named. But I just think that he is actually an underratedly handsome guy. I like it when he has the beard. I can't believe his beard. this. We're also in sync with these picks. <laughs> yeah, no, his beard, beard comes in really nice. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I was eyeing him when he was a quarterback on North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am with you on Mitch Trubisky, but not for the same reasons. By the way, I wanted to say um, that we did the, the the rules of this is they had to be a rostered quarterback at this time because I I, I want to give an honorable mention to Cam Newton. I think he is a handsome guy, but he's a free agent right now, so I couldn't put him on my list. So has to be a quarterback on a team roster at the time that we're doing this that's totally fair mm-hmm. all righty we're going number to three. threes number threes we're halfway through top five so jalen hurts was my number four and understand that he actually probably would have been number three had the next person not just been so gorgeous that unfortunately how gorgeous this person is outweighed all of Jalen Hurts' best attributes among their personality. And this person doesn't actually have to have a good personality. They don't need anything but how they look. And if it's not obvious as to who I'm going to say, it is Jimmy G. I can't believe it's your number three. Oh my gosh. That's that's such a, a waste. No, right? I big disagree. I think Jimmy G falls great at number three. I think the two after this, if... All three of them hit me up in the bar. Jimmy G, I wouldn't even see him. He'd be in my periphery if I the next two people on my list showed up, walked up to me in a bar. That's quite, like, I almost feel like we should go to commercial now and leave that cliffhanger, but we won't. Don't worry. That's uh, that's something. We don't have enough like people asking for ads to do that. Yeah, that's true as well. Yet? Yeah. Advertise anyway. with us. Uh, my number three is Russell Wilson, and my reasons can pretty much be assumed but let's just start with his hands your number three is russell wilson he just has like really he's got like big muscular rough hands i see them i see them i look at the hands he is such a good vibe 
He's such a good vibe. He's got that dad thing and the religious going. type with you. What? What is? What yeah, is this? I, well, okay. To be fair, like I, I think it's safe to say there, uh, regardless of like your affiliation, I think probably what like 85, 90% of players in the NFL affiliate strongly with a religion. And so I, I don't, I don't know what that is, but he is very in touch with his Christianity. Um, in case anyone wasn't aware, I don't think I have to say this, but like, I'm not at all uh in touch with any kind of god um because we're all just gonna die anyways but yeah uh russell wilson is is my number three for just every reason under the sun he's a perfect wonderful human being try to again looking at my list because i got russell wilson at number three as well for none of the same reasons but i just uh, you know i'm not even a fan of his person i i think he's a big phony I think that he, <laughs> I think that um he's not really a team guy. I think he's a look at me guy, but I can't deny that he's a good looking guy. So I have him at number three. Well, this is spice. I'm also he was obviously a Seahawk for the longest time, and I'm a 49er fan, and that was like our big uh... rival. So I've kind of been like tainted, kind of like trained to not really think he's that great, anyways. But I'm starting to like him more now that he's on the Broncos. So he's got my number three. Can we just <laughs> I hate it? Here. I hate this. We looked at each other. We thought you said the word tainted, tainted. and my like, <laughs> and we were like, we're not gonna say anything. <laughs> Whatever. So immature. <laughs> we like I was not looking at his taints. <laughs> oh man, thank god we don't record this. <laughs> we don't show you guys the visuals because Jesus. It was terrible. All right, it's number two time. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Let's go please. to number two. For the love of God, please. my tumber, no, my tumber new. Well, my number two <laughs> should not be of surprise given my past comments. If you disagree, that is between you and your therapist. This man is gorgeous. I there's just not a shot in hell if this man didn't walk up to me, I wouldn't pass the fuck out on the spot. And that is Joe Burrow, <laughs> without a doubt. And this is the biggest I don't see, like, yeah, talk to your therapist you, about it. That's not on me. That's all on right, me. I see him in a couple of weeks and I'm gonna mention it right <laughs> at the back. <laughs> I'm starting to get like a little worried because I, I feel like you're missing like one that I noticed that we've not talked about together, but I'm, wa- I'm wondering if it's gonna be your one, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's not a surprise to me at all that you would put Joe Burrow that he high. Had Jimmy G at three. One. Yeah, this is this this list is all everything's fucked. Um, <laughs> everything is fucked. My number two is Dak Prescott. Um, oh. Again, for just every reason under the sun, he's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Just like from the objective perspective, also with a gorgeous, gorgeous personality. He's a great advocate for mental health and for women. And uh, he he's he's been through a lot and I know he's, he's a cowboy and my sworn enemy, but I, I just want the best for him somehow. And, and the best for him is definitely not me, but, uh, but I, <laughs> I am willing to throw my hat in the ring. Well, that's sweet. He wasn't on my top 12. Well, that's shocking. He should be. My number two. I mean, you guys are all trying to outsmart the room with everything. I'm not, I'm going to, play a reel and I'm going to put Tom Brady at number two. How you guys, I mean, we kind of started this. That's maybe what started this whole like yeah thing to do. How you guys don't at least recognize game is beyond me. Uh, 
he isn't looking too good right now that Giselle is leaving him. But uh, aside from that, the guy has always been like what every man aspires to look like. So I don't know how you guys are just trying to be too cool and not have Brady on your list, but whatever. Tom Brady, number two. And let's just state for the record here. That is a rumor. We are not on this podcast reporting that Giselle is leaving Tom Brady. What do you mean? It's all over the place now. It's not. I mean, confirmed. we're not reporting, but well. it's not confirmed. I just want to put that out there. We are journalists here. No, we're not. Not on this show. <laughs> I journal per my therapist's mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> So I might be fine. We are not reporting it, but there are enough uh, sites out there now that are reporting it. So take it for what it's worth. We'll get there. We'll get there. Who is this is the final drum roll here. Who is your number one? Mike Rose. I would commit war crimes for this man. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would do decades in jail if he asked me to. This was my number one pick last time we did this a couple of years ago, and it should not be a surprise. It is Russell Wilson. It's my number one and has been this entire time. I am loyal to my Russell Wilson stan. I um, I mean, where to start? First off, just looks. Every year he gets older and every year he gets hotter. And that is that you're born with that. Can't argue with that. It, maybe it's Maybelline, but like I it's just. Russell Wilson with age, like Tom Brady, man, stunning. And has always been philanthropic, always been very kind. I know you see maybe that you think it's fake, Mikey C, but I yeah, think he's it's always very, been phony. I know. I think it's very genuine. What do you think phonies are? Genuine. Mm-hmm. And this is Uncada and I for our poor dating decisions, more than likely, I think, long term. Um, Have you ever heard a Ru- teammate say, I'm so happy that Russell Wilson is my quarterback? You would struggle to find one. I don't know if I really follow either the Seahawks or the no, Broncos. I don't have any need to. I'm sure I've heard it. I'm sure. I'm sure it. you haven't. All Go right. Ahead. Well, we'll. I'll look for evidence. We'll look for evidence. <laughs> All right. Next week, guys, is Russell Wilson a big phony? <laughs> I yes. We'll we'll throw that. This is our new like tradition. Is just on the spot, like planning next week on yeah. our show because we're it. lazy. Pre-producing, so. producing. Exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, I, yeah, that, okay. First off, wait, I just have to ask a question. Where was Mac Jones in your top 15? Mac Jones was he's not in my top 12. No, he was, he just missed my list. He really I think, is I, really underrated. I don't think, I don't think he's extremely, I mean, I don't think he's a bad looking guy, but have I think seen, he, I, I mean, thought he some, was your type. I saw yeah, him as your I type. Put him, yeah. I would have said that. No, 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 no. See, like you have Joe Burrow and Mac Jones and Joe Burrow is like a plus plus version of Mac Jones, which is like a C. So if I have Joe Burrow on there, I do not need Mac Jones. I feel there. like if you saw Joe Burrow in a bar, you would you would be so turned off. I feel if like I oh, if I saw if I saw Joe Burrow in a bar. No. Yeah, I could not see. No, I'd want him to no. beat me up. <laughs> I think, I think similarly, though, <laughs> Sam, Sam Darnold did not make my list, but I feel like Sam Darnold is like the C version of Andy Dalton. Yeah. Is that right? C. Well, not a C, maybe a B. C. He's a very nice looking man. I saw who's really your two, nice. Kata. My my one. We're on ones now. We're on one. OK, we're on ones now. And, and my, my and my one is is Jimmy G is I'm sure yours is as well. That's and right. I, there, I don't think I need to explain that. I don't know how you could possibly get better looking than him. I there's, mean, everything is just perfect. Yeah, there's there's simply no way. There's simply no way. Um, 
Yeah. Wow. That's that's I think we've got a I mean, we had a lot yeah, of we overlap, were... but that was a pretty wide. We, we had some gingers in there. You had we three had... out of five overlap, I think. Yeah. Well, you yeah. had to expect that. But I mean, I think it was diverse enough, though, that it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it showed like uh, our own little. Uh, I do have honorable mentions. Preferences. Okay. I, I do have honorable mentions because remember, I had a list of 12 that had to go. I down. gave you my Kim Newton as an honorable mention. What do you That's have? a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. My honorable three that would have made smile. the list in another scenario Mahomes, Brady, and Daniel Jones. What? Mahomes? Oh, God. I don't like any of those. I'm Mahomes sorry. looks like a Muppet. No, I disagree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a Muppet. Oh, I disagree. Oh, no, big disagree. Oh. It'd be Mahomes, Brady, and Daniel Jones actually did almost take Andy Dalton's spot. It was between the two of them. Wow. Daniel Jones, over the last three years, I tweeted about this last year and nobody responded. Uh, you should watch like his picture every year. Wow. That's what disappointment does to you. Adds, right. adds some edge to you. And it is. it looks good on him. I just think he still looks like a high school senior. No, he plays like a high school senior. <laughs> he looks senior. like a man who is very, very disappointed. Sure. And that is ugh, yeah. nothing better. I guess if I had an honorable mention, it would probably, and if it wasn't Darnold, it would probably be um, also not attached to a team, so it doesn't count, but probably Josh McCown. I really like I really like the guys with the punchable faces. And that's oh. another one I want to do is is quarterbacks with the most punchable faces. Um <laughs> Based on a video that I saw, it would recently. have been like most of Mike's uh, hottest list for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll uh, save that for another show. But but yeah, guys, this was a great exercise. I hope everyone had fun with that and got like super horny because I did. And uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have our good friend Ben Heisler, who's the managing editor of BetSided, and he's just. An adorable, sweet, wonderful human and who we are very, very happy to know. And he's going to make us a little bit smarter about some decisions that we're going to make this weekend as far as sports betting is concerned. So stick around and we'll be right back with Ben Heisler. Hi, Ben. Oh, no, you're muted. A classic okay, muted. conundrum. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> just the, the level of professionalism on my end went. Guy, right <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever been on a Zoom before? Not me, personally. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Well, you remember, you remember Mike Rose. You met him when yeah, we were all in New York. Yes. The, the night was a bit blurry, but I do remember. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. That's fair. And then I I don't I would be surprised if you'd met Mikey C. Not sure. I don't think so. Hi. No. Hey, I've 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 heard of the great Mikey C, but I've never oh. it's actually me. So yeah, good to meet you, man. Oh, I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stroking the ego. That's always a good yeah. a good start. Well, I, I just kind of want to jump right in here. Um hey. Ben, you're you're the managing editor of BetSided, and we want to play some bets, basically. <laughs> and I I consider myself a betting woman, but not in like the very formal sense of the word. Like I don't really I'm kind of new to apps and um, all of that. But Mikey C is kind of our resident expert in this arena, and we 
are obviously heading into week one of NFL season and wanted to, I guess, first start off with like, what, what bets are you placing this weekend? Oh, there's so many to try to figure out all at once. If we're talking specifically um, on the NFL side, a couple that I like in particular are, are going for some, some big underdogs just because the the week one lines tend to be overinflated a little bit, you see some really good teams that will eventually we know to be good teams, but uh, especially week one when when the betting public is so alive, tend to be a bit overvalued. I think a really good case in point is the matchup between the Steelers and the Bengals. So right now, give or take, depending on where you're looking at your sports book, Steelers are somewhere around six and a half. half points underdogs on the road against the Bengals. Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last year, obviously knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they're still a quality team, not projected to win the division, though. That still goes to the Baltimore Ravens. And the Steelers are projected to be last in the division. But Mike Tomlin against the spread as an underdog over the course of his career has covered somewhere in the vicinity of like 67 to 68%. Like the, the numbers are, are flat out ridiculous. Um, he's done well on the road in these spots as well. And I think you're just getting too many numbers for a Bengals team that historically in a lot of different trends for week one teams that made it to the Super Bowl uh, tend to fall a little bit flat. Now, again, it's a division game, but you also see that another trend that you'll, you'll notice throughout the course of this week is that um, division dogs uh, cover since I think 2014, 76% of the time in week one. So I'm looking at that Steelers matchup and thinking, yeah, it's Mitchell Trubisky, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a downgrade from what they were throwing out with Ben Roethlisberger over the last couple of years, you could barely throw the ball 10 yards down the field. So that's a game in particular. I, I definitely have circled. Uh, I like the giants to, to cover um, against, uh, against Tennessee. That's another team that I'm, I'm fairly down on this year. Jacksonville, I think is another live dog against the uh, Washington commanders and Carson Wentz. Uh, but I think those three in particular stand out. And then uh, one other one I'll give you, uh, just as it's all started to, to percolate at the top of my head, uh, Frank Reich, Indianapolis Colts, he has his fifth starting quarterback in five years, starting this week with Matt Ryan. They go on the road against the team that's projected for only four and a half wins this season in Houston. Uh, Houston's going to be bad. I, I think we can all kind of see that coming along. We we know even if Davis Mills, <laughs> Damon Pierce is everyone's fantasy darling, they're still going to be bad. But Frank Reich has never won, nor has he covered the spread in a week one game. And I think a large part of that is because he's had a different quarterback every year. Now, eventually they start to figure out the offense and they start to look a lot better, but Houston's getting eight and a half at home. Um, they're going to be slightly better than they were from before. The offense is still going to be trying to figure th some things out. I, I, I like them to cover that eight and a half. That's too many points in a week one divisional matchup at home. So yeah, target some of those dogs uh, ahead of week one to, to cover some pretty big lines this week. Now, Ben, I'm probably stealing Kata's question here, but I think I could, because we were talking about it before you came on, and I think maybe I could explain it a little bit better anyways than her. But because we were talking about now in week one, um, it's the first time that, that Vegas really is starting to get a look at these teams. So do you see, I think you, you even mentioned it, you, you'll see some inflated um, lines week one. Is So, I mean, is that week one, one of your better shots at like getting lucky or so just because Vegas really hasn't seen these teams play yet? I think to a certain extent, you know, you could fall in line and just 
expect Vegas to know everything. And, and so they know more than us anyways, probably. They, so. they, always, <laughs> right, like they always do. And uh, inevitably it comes back to bite us. Like you'll, you'll hear, you'll, you'll see like a like DraftKings sportsbook, for example. And I, I don't know what, uh, what, what fine sportsbook likely uh, is the sponsor of this fine podcast. It should be at some point. Um, but let's say for example, it's DraftKings. They'll, they'll send out like a cryptic tweet, like ahead of, Cowboys and uh, and Buccaneers. It's like you know our biggest liability is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eighty five percent of the bets are on Tampa to cover against the Cowboys. And then of course you know the Cowboys will, will you know score some meaningless touchdown backdoor cover, uh, yeah. and then that'll be and then that'll be it. Um, so the sports books always end up winning. I I think to a certain extent, Mikey, like it's it's a good opportunity. I I think the week that I like the most is week two because that's when you have the complete overreactions from week one. Right. So let's let's say, for example, that the um, uh, trying to find like a good example. Let's say let's say the 49ers don't play well on offense with Trey Lance making his you know, debut. Um, they're getting seven on the road against Chicago. Bears are expected to be a terrible trash team this year under under Matt Eberflus. So let's say the Bears somehow pull off the upsets, like 23-20, or uh, San Francisco barely squeaks by and Trey Lance plays like garbage. You're going to get them at a great value the next week because everyone's going to be so much going on the other side that I, I love jumping on some of those lines early. Take the teams that you expected to do well in week one that maybe struggled. Go ahead and back them to bounce back, make some corrections ahead of week two. And, and more often than not, uh, those tend to be pretty successful bets. Ben, do you have... This is like probably crazy, but like in the interest of, you know, if we want to look smarter, look cool in front of all of our friends or sound like we actually know what the fuck we're talking about on this podcast. Like what do you have an early like playoff picks, early Super Bowl picks? What are you what are your your impressions of the season? You already said um, that obviously I don't know if this is your opinion, but the books have the Steelers coming last in their division. Yeah. I kind of thought it was going to be the Browns, but we're going to see how that goes. Um, I, I'm curious of what your expert opinion might be on any uh, any interesting kind of wild cards out there, for lack of a better word. So as far as like teams to go and win the Super Bowl, I, it's hard for me not to go and, and take some some pretty serious favorites on the board. Like Buffalo is just so good. Bills, Bills all the way. Yes. <laughs> Bills have the, the consensus MVP um, favorite in Josh Allen. Um, you're expecting Stefan Diggs to just kind of bounce back this year. Dawson Knox turned himself into a top eight tight end. Uh, the defense is going to get Tredavious White back. Uh, that's going to be a nice boost for them. I, by the way, I, I do think that the Rams can beat them in week one, and you might be able to get some some better value on Buffalo um, maybe after the, the start of the season when everyone overreacts to the Rams winning that game. Um, but I, I do like Buffalo to, to get to the Super Bowl this year. I, I think it'll probably be again through Kansas City. Good opportunity to, to have the revenge game narrative. Um, and then in the in the NFC, like I really have no idea, guys. Like I think it's okay. You know, you, a lot of times like there's there's different you know people in the the sports betting world are like I'm convinced that so and so is. We don't know what that is. Football. It's a one game sample. Weird shit happens, and things can get very much out of whack. Like I really like the Eagles this year. Um, cause I think the Cowboys are kind of on their way down. You know, I, Philadelphia is just a, a really solid team with the, made a great trade this off season in AJ Brown to, to really help that, um, that offense take another step in the right direction. Jalen hurts is a guy that I've believed in for a while. If you're looking for like a dark horse pick, I, the saints, 
like Jameis looked good. Like he looked like a competent quarterback in the first seven games that he played for the Saints last year. They were five and two. I think he was a 13 to four touchdown interception ratio. Like he was, he was slinging the ball. He was still taking some shots downfield. He was doing it without Michael Thomas. Didn't have Chris Olave. Had Kamara, but they really weren't sure how to figure out what to, to do with him because his catches were down. But that defense is still really good. Like they're still going to generate a ton of pressure. You still have a really good secondary. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a transition. I think they're being overlooked because um, Sean Payton's no longer there. So, like, that's a team that I think could could sneak in and, and maybe make things interesting with the, the Bucks and the Panthers and the Rams. Like, all these teams, I think, are very flawed in the NFC. So if there's a conference that I'm looking for, I think it's a little bit more wide open. Um, it, it's probably there as far as matching up in the Super Bowl. So let's, let's go with Bills and the Saints for the 2023 Super Bowl, which I know will be 100% right. We can play back the tape in February. <laughs> Love and it. we'll all win thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes, all the money. Speaking of money, um, I often find that when I'm betting, first off, I won't ever bet more than five dollars because I'm not really doing it for I'm not really doing it for like to make money. I'm doing it to like have something to do during game day. Like that's what fantasy is to people. Like you don't really do fantasy to, to win. You just kind of do it so you can watch more. I have started leaning on parlays because I'm only going to bet $5. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if I do care about money, like, okay, I can bet on one game and win at best, like what $30 on like an absolute, like wash, like lions beat the Rams kind of game. Like, bleh. but, or I can pick three to five games and I'm like, I feel like I can bet the money line or the spread here and it can actually be relevant and possibly actually win something substantial. Is that a common point of view people have or am i crazy and do you think i'm crazy no. <laughs> those i feel like are two different questions no no i don't think you're crazy i think you're actually in line with a lot of betters it's it's chasing after the you know the what's the i'm trying to think of the example but like it's like homer simpson on the treadmill running after the twinkie like you're chasing for the one thing that you're, you're reaching for and eventually you might get it it's just not always going to consistently happen but if you're betting five bucks why not shoot for the moon with with a handful of plays it's the nfl wild things have happened before um i, I will tell you that i do think there are a couple things that that people should do especially if that parlay is starting to inch a little bit closer and closer like let's say let's say you put five dollars on like a 16 parlay and the final, you hit on the first five, and then you're waiting on the Sunday night game, kind of what we were talking about before. Like you have Buccaneers money line against the Cowboys. So your first five have already hit. You're set to take your $5 and win 47.25 or whatever the, the odds might be. You can also place a, a, a side wager on the, the Cowboys money line and possibly kind of hedge your bet a little bit if you want to guarantee yourself a win. Now, is it as fun? No, but it also makes the actual event, if you do well in the beginning part, you don't get pissed when that final bet doesn't come through, which for most people, inevitably, it won't. So that's that's one thing you can do. The other thing that I've noticed is that there's a lot of parlays where people don't take advantage of some of these alternative lines that, that sports books offer. Um, you know, case in point the other day was I, I did three baseball parlays. And all of them were, were first half um, unders, first five innings. And, and more often than not, you know, pitchers are really good the first time through a lineup. 
And then second time, they, they still are fairly good. But the third time through, that's when their ERA really starts to go up. And usually after the fifth inning, most of these starting pitchers, if it's a good matchup, are out of the game. So that's a situation where you're just trying to find something a little bit different within the parlay picks. So in the NFL, if you're looking for maybe a team that's really good in the first quarter, a first half team, maybe you're taking a first half under um, as part of that parlay. It doesn't necessarily have to be team on the money line, team on the spread, or a total. You can find some better odds um, for some of these earlier plays because Vegas is basically shrinking those odds based on what they think the overall result of the game will be. If they think the Cowboys are going to win by seven, then first half, it's probably the Cowboys minus one and a half or two. If you think they get off to a really good start and they're one of the best first quarter teams, now you're getting that play at really, really good odds. It's part of the reason that, and I know I'm rambling here, so please just shut me up when, when you guys need to. Um, it, it's part of the reason that in, in WNBA bets over the last couple of weeks in the postseason, uh, we've done really, really well because they haven't adjusted any of these first quarter numbers or first half numbers. And the WNBA, it's like right on their website. It gives you all the same stats and information and metrics that the, that the NBA site does. Like they're great numbers, but nobody ever takes advantage of them to try to use it in the betting market. So I think you can certainly do the same for, for parlays or really any NFL bets that you want. Now, Ben, if you are going to do, if you are going to bet parlays, you know, Joe Fortenbaugh, one of our betting experts, actually, well, he told me to just, oh, Joe's great. He told me to stay away from doing parlays totally. But he said, but he taught me a way, though, that there is a way to bet parlays. And I think it's even got a name for it. But it's a certain strategy where you, you don't, you know, when you're doing a parlay and you're doing teasers, when you're trying to change the lines, you don't bet through zero or something like that. You want to kind of bet through the numbers like six you know outcome do you, do you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> i so, forget what it's called yeah so so a teaser bet is when you can take in in football you move the line it's traditionally six points in one way or the other so like a good example for this week is let's say you want to tease two favorites um, it becomes essentially a parlay, but they don't have to cover the, the big number. So, um, you know, for example, two, two big uh, favorites on the board this week are the um, San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. So just use those as an example. And you think that they're both going to win um, fairly easily, but you want to just kind of protect your bet a little bit. So you can move the number from seven for the 49ers and seven and a half from the Colts down to minus one and minus one and a half. That's called a two-team teaser. Um, if you want to make it uh, a three-way teaser, then you can add in another team and actually make the, the numbers even more in your favor. Um, teasers can be a little bit expensive, though. Um, they've become really popular. So a lot of the sports books will say, all right, you can do a two-team teaser, but it's going to be um, minus 130, which means um, you know you have to bet $130 to win 100 or minus 140. Some will still do it at, at minus 120, which is fairly reasonable. But yeah, teasers are a great way, especially if you find a team that you really like. Uh, but yeah, getting it through those numbers of either seven or three uh, is a great way to go. Um, and you can do it for, for underdogs too. If there's a team that uh, you think can hang around as, as a, a you know, the, if you think the Browns, for example, um, are, are going to cover a two and a half against Carolina. Um, you can move that number from two and a half, plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. Um, and that takes you through those numbers of three and seven as well. Ben, I, I know we've got to let you go soon, so I don't I don't want to go over time here, but just to kind of close this out, I know you're from Chicago, but correct me if I'm wrong, you've kind of adopted the Chiefs as your team. 
um, as a, as a Kansas city man now. And I was just kind of curious how you're feeling about them as a whole and a, as a fan. So I'm, I'm still a long suffering Chicago bears fan, but uh. I have, my, 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 my wife grew up in Kansas city. So she's a chiefs fan. Uh, I have two young boys. They will be Kansas city chiefs fans because it's the city that they're growing up with. Um, and it'll just be easier for them. Like they get to root for Patrick fucking Mahomes, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> they're not, they're not fucking around with the bears. team that their dad instilled upon them. Whose best quarterback is like Sid Luckman before the super bowl era. Like I, I, I want to provide them with like happiness you know, right. they, they have some challenges in their life, but like rooting for the bears shouldn't be one of them. So it's good yes. parenting. <laughs> Occasionally I get like maybe one or, or two things right in, in the mix. By the way, I, I will say I, the thing that I am feeling very proud about is I got my kid to um, start watching tennis, like over the U S open, got him. I let him stay up to watch Serena's last match. He got like fully into it. So now he's asking me to like watch more Serena and I have to tell him like, she's, she's <laughs> great. He doesn't know what that means. So now we're finding like YouTube clips of Serena and telling him that like, no, she's going to play tomorrow. Um, so he's, he's in, hopefully he's not, doesn't get down the, the betting track at least too early. He's three, um, but he's very much in on, on team Serena, which I thought was pretty cool. As far as the chiefs are concerned, they're really interesting. I, I heard from uh, somebody fairly, you know, I don't know how to sort of describe him. Um, very much kind of on the inside as far as, you know, working with, with professional betters, but also uh, spent plenty of time behind the books as well. Very connected industry source who said that they've gotten a ton of money this year on the under for the Chiefs win total. Because um, it was at 11, it's since been moved down to 10 and a half. And it's surprising given how consistent, how dominant they've been since Mahomes took over, since Andy Reid's been in town. Um, they've won the division six straight years. It's going to be much more of a challenge this year. Uh, the Chargers defense is going to be really good. They brought in Cleo Mack. Herbert's taking the next step. They got a really good offense. Denver with Russell Wilson changes the dynamic for what that team can be. They still have some issues defensively, but that offense can be humming along as well. And then you have the Raiders, who, was a, who were a playoff team last year. They don't have anybody on defense, but Derek Carr might lead the, the NFL in passing yards. So it's going to be a much more competitive division, arguably the best, I think, in the NFL this year. So I think the Chiefs will be around that 10 or 11 win team, but they may not win the, the they may not win the AFC. They may not come in with with the first round by this year. It, it's going to be more of a challenge than I think people expect. And if I had to choose right now, 10 and a half, 11, I'd probably go under on Kansas City this year. And that might surprise some people, but I, I just think you're so used to having automatic wins in that division, right? I just don't think a lot of those wins are going to be so automatic anymore. And it's a tough schedule. You go through a real grind in the first half of the season. You don't have Tyree kill. Like they're going to be really good, but I just don't know if they're going to be as elite as we've seen them in years past. And I certainly trust this guy's information on it and we'll, we'll see, but I, I do have some concerns that this chiefs team that everybody expects to just be the most dominant force in the AFC uh, is not that team this year. I think they're like an injury away from like, Kelsey or God forbid Mahomes to, you know, to be seven or eight wins. Yeah. Yeah. And their, their defense has plenty of issues too. They, they drafted a kid. And by the way, we're talking about some other future bets. Uh, they drafted a guy out of Purdue named George Karloftis in the first round, 20 to one to win uh, defensive rookie of the year. He's gotten a ton of rave reviews. They're going to use him in a bunch of sets to, to rush the quarterback. Um, they love this kid and they're going to get him on the field as much as possible. 
Um, and so with teams double teaming Chris Jones inside, I, I think he could realistically get eight and a half, nine and a half sacks this year. And that might be enough for defensive rookie of the year. Hmm. I like that one. Awesome. <laughs> well, and at least we're ending on a positive note with, with someone to look look uh, ahead to in, in that light. Well, thank you so much, Ben. We um, I'll let you go, but um, we really, really appreciate your insight here as we head into week one. I hope you're as excited as we are. Um, yeah. Just football yeah, is back. Great. I want to play some bets. Let's do it. <laughs> great to talk with you guys. I, I feel like I was too serious this entire time. Like the show is, is a lot more fun. I feel like I, I took, I feel like I sucked the fun out of the show. Like, can I come back? No, this is <laughs> drink with you guys business. like later on and we can, like maybe we can just place some bets like while we're, while we're having a couple of cocktails and beers over the course of the show. I feel like that would be a, a much more fun episode. Can we bring well, him back when I talk about my buddy who's living on his driveway right now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll place bets on that. How, yeah. how that goes. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, I hope you'll come back. Please, please plan to Anytime. come back. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, you so much, Ben. And, and yeah, have a great rest of your day. You too. Talk to you guys soon. One time Ben bought me a quesadilla and it was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, we were. And I think for me, it was either a quesadilla or it was a quesarito. I can't remember, but it was he a bought Taco, us Taco Bell. Bell. It was really special. We were really Ooh. fucked up. Where were we? Like 41st Street or something? It was Midtown. It was a good 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. That have was you not had shit. like a Taco Bell quesadilla before? No. Of no, of no. course I have. Oh, but okay. He All bought right. me one and that's really special. Right. And, okay. it slaps, and it slaps different when a cute boy buys it for you and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know? It hits different. Yeah. Yeah. That you. was a fun night. But but yeah, but because of that night, because I met Ben in a hotel bar and can't keep my damn mouth shut and he was looking at some fantasy sports website. Uh we made that that's how you met? and oh. yeah, that's literally how we met. And he's a really nice guy and with a beautiful family. And we're just so happy to have him as a friend of the show. So thanks for joining us, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh we we touched on this briefly in our in our as we say, A block, but uh Mikey C has been just spreading shit about Tom Brady in our group chat in the last couple of days. And is it rumors if it's true? Well, I, but that's the thing is like, it's being reported by like page six, like, no, no, I don't don't know how credible. I mean, now granted page six, I'm pretty sure was what broke, like they broke the Kobe story. um, The tragic Kobe, like, I'm not saying that they're always wrong. It's just, I feel like, they're more associated with wrong than right. Am I, I, maybe I'm right. They are kind of, I don't know. I know what you're saying, but it's not just, I mean, okay. It is page six that the first thing comes up, but I mean, Yahoo has got, um, does, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle are reportedly in an epic fight. Um, more Yahoo, uh, CNN is reporting it spun New Jersey.com. So who who is who is responsible for for who's the source on this? Is this a friend that is close to them? Like what's what's going on here? Well, I mean, he because he shows up, he, he was missing from training camp, shows up looking all disheveled and everything. Says like these cryptic things about getting older and life and everything. Somebody must have done some kind of investigative reporting. I'm just trying to find it right now because, I mean, I don't think they would go from A to C without a B somewhere. I mean, maybe maybe you're right. The So let's clarify. The rumor here is that there's an epic fight happening and Giselle has left 
their what is it mansion marriage. or whatever the hell they have mansion whatever yeah oh well he says marriage yeah um she's, <laughs> well, that's she's what they're trying to allude to <laughs> she's she's bounced out for for a sec here and and i don't i first off like that's it would be huge if true but also like why like i don't really care bam that's my big thing and i'm trying to and forgive me this might have happened and i just like didn't clock it maybe that's actually a point to make but like for women in sports i don't know if i often hear about like fights about women like in their husbands no not that i'm recalling right now in this moment but i mean they are like a well-known couple you know, yeah, I they mean, they are like like the first family. Well, they're yeah. not the first family of football, but they're the first family of football mean. quarterbacks. Probably, mm-hmm. you don't hear you don't hear this kind of drama about like Peyton Manning and his family, or um, or well, you know, you get it about Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't really have a family that he. Whoa! I mean, he doesn't though. To be fair, like <laughs> he doesn't have a family. <laughs> he doesn't. Holy shit! He's like disowned his family. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like I think I maybe maybe I'm I'm just hesitant to believe stuff because I just don't care. But well, if you don't care, you don't care. But I mean, they're saying that there was an epic fight between them, so that must have been reported from somebody i mean this is what page six is saying page six is saying the quarterback's decision to come back and play this year led to an epic fight with bunchen leaving their florida home to fly to costa rica solo my thing is not that i yeah i do not care but i'm curious why it's like such massive it has to be such massive news and i think it's very strange the way people are responding to tom brady's character based on well this? how do you think it's going to make him fine then let's like spin it to like a sport how do you think it's going to make him play any better or worse this year i mean we've all been fighting with our significant others and had to like work and do stuff how he's do you perform ex- like he's that? the most experienced senior quarterback in the nfl one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time i truly believe tom brady will play just as well as he's ever played do we think out of all this time let's be real for a second all this time this he's been playing in the fight. NFL. <laughs> this is the first time he's had family drama. I fucking doubt it. He lives in New England. I'm wondering like, what? <laughs> I'm wondering if she took the kids. I think that'll have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Why am I laughing? Why am I laughing? It's yeah. drama. Why is that so funny? <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine like Tom Brady like carting some kids around the the practice facilities in Tampa, but I think it it comes down to like this expectation we have like that men have of themselves and that is also often put on them that is very very toxic i think it's this idea that men have to have some like certain amount of control and structure within their family dynamics when like this level of messiness being married is messy and having a family is messy and it doesn't always go it's not always very very clean especially when you're the best quarterback of all time and you play in the nfl for multiple decades like you think this isn't this was never going to be a problem. They weren't going to have some family dispute about it. Like this seems obvious to me. And I wonder this is less about Tom Brady in the NFL more. So how people respond to men when they're in like emotionally complicated scenarios, like him showing up and him looking bad, like everyone had so much to say about how he just looked sad and awful. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, sure. But like, it's, it's a weird expectation we set. 
that men set on themselves, men set on others. And it translates to the people they date, like Kata and I. And it's real fucking annoying. <laughs> are you referring to toxic masculinity? Is that your spin to it? And how men are not supposed to show emotions? I might be. But I mean, I didn't know the depth of the term toxic masculinity until I started to, to look it up. Because I actually, I sent you guys a picture. And I had, I thought I, I captioned it with toxic masculinity. I actually, look, I'm glad I didn't. Because I didn't realize that it goes as far as, I mean, homophobia and like misogyny and race i mean when you start getting to that like all of a sudden i was like no well that's not fun but as far as like a guy's not showing emotions and trying to be a little alpha i think there's masculinity and there's toxic masculinity boom i think i think that's what we need to unpack here because what you're describing is kind of the innate innateness of what masculinity is and that in and of itself can be problematic but not necessarily toxic and I think that's what it comes down to is that we are telling men, you, if you don't do these weird, toxic, adjacent things that connect to these very basic ideas of being strong and courageous and, and a leader, you're, va- you're less valued. Well, if you guys wonder the reason why I am the way I am, it's because this was the guy that I used growing up, the mystery method, how to make, how to get beautiful women into bed. <laughs> is what I and that it talks about making yourself look valuable to women you guys he's literally holding up a book right now like remember this is a podcast <laughs> he's literally holding up a book and i believe there is that is a cup of coffee on the cover with the silhouette of a <laughs> a woman that you might find also embedded in the logo of a strip club probably but it's gotten me this far in life well, are we gonna <laughs> are we gonna play back the, the clip of talking about his dating life? <laughs> because I think it's important to talk with you say you see your therapist in two weeks. I think this is a great conversation for them. So when we connect our value to these very, very narrow, toxic versions of masculinity, we value ourselves in a very, very gross, small way. And then to relate to the people around us. We then try and knock other people down famously. Oh, right. And that's what happens with toxic masculinity is that it affects the people around you because it is so inherently affected the way that men relate to themselves. And then we talk about like how it affects queer people, how it affects the queer community is because you talk about this idea of being alpha and being masculine and strong. And I'm a really, really gay, but I'm more masculine than most of the straight men I know, to be completely honest. I would have to agree with that. I think mm-hmm. you are more masculine than most of this treatment. I know too. I'm very, very grounded, but let's. I'm pretty toned. <laughs> but to to close us out here and relate this back to Tom Brady, it's. I I think maybe there's a lot of public pressure on him to. Uh, how would you say it? Like like. I think people want to want him to man up. I think they they want him to be like, get it together. Don't look like such a like a downtrodden shit when you show up to a press conference everyone <laughs> had something to say about how poor he looked mm-hmm. i'm like chill yeah like chill maybe he is maybe he's just really having a hard time maybe he's down but like let him just fucking yeah. let him he's been in the nfl for decades and you're telling me this is the first time that you're clocking tom brady looking poor at a press conference due to personal reasons that's fucking insane yeah it's a well, lot and for that reason i'm actually high on betting the the Buccaneers in week one. 
I oh, think me too. he's going to come out. Yeah. I think he's going to rip. I think because he's a fucking professional. Yeah. Decades. He's the best quarterback of all fucking time, debatably. And you know what? I've been saying for years that he's done and so is everybody else. But I think I'm like jumping off of that bandwagon. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and say that he's he's still good. And maybe maybe this is fuel to the fire. Maybe this is going to do yeah. something, do something going forward. Last last joyful thing before we go. Uh, guys, something funny happened this weekend. Virginia Tech's game was delayed. Do you know why? Obviously, it wasn't the weather, I'm guessing. It was not the weather. Virginia Tech's game was delayed because coaches were stuck in an elevator. <laughs> no. That wow. is what happened. Per sources. It wasn't monkeypox. It wasn't monkeypox. Uh, Did you ever get stuck in an elevator? It's scary. I've not. Have you? I've hoped on days that I used to work in an elevator building. I was like, yeah. Please crash. Oh, God. Have you, well, Mikey? No, I have not, but I like closed my eyes and imagined I was stuck. And it's scary. Yeah. I, don't <laughs> think, I, I don't think I would like that at all. I don't think yeah. I would like it. Um. Anyways, we'll let everybody go. But thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. Remember, you can follow us on our social media. Our handle is at U-F-R-V-O-D-C-A-S-T. Shoot us an email at hello, U-F-R at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs to get in touch with us or, you know, any... Any other way, you can find us. We're pretty accessible. I, I've had people find me. It's, it's stalkers. Well, you know, it is. I was it is. one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks everyone. Have a great week and enjoy week one of NFL football. Can't we'll be wait. back next week. Football. Thanks for coming to the zoo. Thanks for coming to the zoo. We'll bring up Tom Brady and then we'll see. I'll... It could be toxic masculinity could be quick because I guess you guys really don't. I mean, don't know much about it as much as I discovered about it. Oh, know. no, we're, we're no, professional. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. <laughs> we both date men. I promise you we know. <laughs> uh, um...